The Conference of Champions, as we know it, uh, died last Friday, effective with the issue in the U of A joining the other soon-to-be former conference members, uh, finding new places uh, starting next sports season, 2024, in essence, like a year from now. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the sports zone by Doug Howard, the athletic. Doug, always good to have you. And, uh, you know, what's it been like covering the Pac-12 these last few months among your many duties at the athletic? It really kind of started last summer when uh, UCLA and USC uh, announced it would be leaving for the Big 12, and it's certainly escalated since that point. Yeah, hi, Bob. Um, yeah, I think everyone could, uh, after USC and UCLA left, um, everyone wondered what was going to happen, obviously, to the Pac-12, and everyone kind of had, there was a little bit of concern there, uh, losing the L.A. market and what effect that would have on the media rights deal that the commissioner, George Klyovkov, was pursuing. You know, but then once Colorado left, you, you know, I wrote it was kind of like an avalanche. You could see it coming. You could feel the vibration, uh, and then once last week hit, it just came down, and all of a sudden it was here, and it just kind of demolished everything. Um, crazy how it unfolded. I don't think I've ever experienced anything in my career where a power conference or anything uh, equivalent just kind of disappeared <laughs> and went away uh, in a span of 24 hours. It was just it, it was it was crazy. I mean, that's the only way to describe it. From the time that uh, you know the the rumor started that uh, that uh, that Arizona was had applied for Pac-12 membership or Big 12 membership to the next day, it was kind of a yo-yo, and then all of a sudden it just hit. Okay, so let's try to cover as much of these things as we can here. ASU, led by Michael Michael Crow, apparently really didn't want to leave the conference. At least that's been their long-term stand. Did he and ASU misread the situation, or uh, at this point, did it even really matter? I don't think – I think Michael Crow is too smart to misread anything. Um, but he was committed to staying to the Pac-12. Now, I was down in Tucson yesterday, and Robert Roberts, their president, said that those two, the two rival schools, were you know, in lockstep throughout all this. I don't know if that's the case. Um, you know, I think U of A uh, was ready to go. Um, I was down there for uh, Arizona's media day on Tuesday, and when Jed Fish was asked what Arizona needs, what the football program needs, he said stability. <laughs> and that is not what the Pac-12 was offered in some time. So I left that day, Bob, thinking, okay, they're, they're ready to move. Um, and then when it came down to it, I, I think Michael Crow, even without U of A, I think U of A, if forced, would have left on its own. They denied this, but I think they would have. And I think ASU would have been content to stick around and make the best of it. Now, you know, with the Apple deal and everything else, the interesting thing about that is is that Michael Crow said he liked the Apple deal, and it seems that he was willing to stick with it, even though, you know, it, it came with a far <laughs> lesser payout. Now, he said that the media overplays TV money to, to an extent, but, you know, getting $23 million as opposed to what the, the – the Big 12 was offering just under 32. That's a big difference. That's a huge competitive advantage. And it's interesting to me that, you know, Michael Crow was willing to side with Apple and almost choose innovation um, <laughs> over competitive balance. It didn't get to that point, obviously, with Washington and Oregon leaving. That left ASU with no choice, but I think that's an interesting element in all this. Okay, let's kind of go back a few steps here, a few years, quite frankly. How much did the old faded you know, 
the Pac-12 network, the brainchild of previous commissioner Larry Scott, factor into the conference demise? Well, it's certainly a, a leading factor. Um, you know, I tell everyone this. I get asked that often is that, you know, Larry Scott made some, some well-documented missteps. But at the same time, you know, Larry, Do- Larry Scott was also operating uh, under what the Pac-12 presidents and chancellors wanted. So, you know, he was just carrying out their orders um, <laughs> a lot of the way. At the same time, it was his, his responsibility to kind of present and persuade uh, the Pac-12 leadership on what was best for the conference. But, you know, I mean, they had, they've had chances to expand. Um, you know, there's, you know, when the Big 12, uh, when, when Oklahoma and Texas left for the SEC or announced that they were leaving for the SEC, you know, Robert Robbins, the UA president yesterday, said that he, he heard from a lot of Big 12 uh, president leaders saying, hey, <laughs> help us out. We need, we need a stable home. And the Pac-12 decided, you know, that it wasn't, expansion wasn't for them at that time. That, that, to me, is a huge turning point in all this because the Pac-12 really could have taken, they could have been the aggressors, they could have turned this into their favor. Mm-hmm. They chose not to. Uh, and that's where people kind of kind of come in and say, well, there's a lot of elitism, a lot of, you know, maybe the Pac-12 presidents has been a little too snobbish. Those are strong words, but I see how people use them because uh, the Pac-12 had a chance to expand and kind of turn their noses up at that time. Okay, you mentioned the television contract situation. Does, does it even matter right at this point who the conference commissioner is after the events of the past few years? Was that Were they just doomed from the start, at least uh, in these recent negotiations for the new contract, quote-unquote? Well, in, in the Pac-12 uh, situation, you know, their, their commissioner came in at a really difficult time. Uh, you know, the damage with the Pac-12 network, and how that didn't pay off, you know, I think probably, I don't know if he could have prevented USD and UCLA from leaving. Uh, maybe he could have done more to try to convince them to stay, but I, I don't know about that. But losing the L.A. market was huge. <laughs> I mean, just huge as far as you're, you're pursuing a TV media or a multimedia uh, media rights deal, and you lose the L.A. market. That is, that's incredible, <laughs> incredibly misfor- incredible misfortune right there. And then not only that, you know, the Pac-12 didn't do a good job of kind of controlling its narrative. I mean, it kind of left it up to the media. It took a lot of shots. Um, and it just, you know, it was a bad time for the economy. A lot of the media companies were laying people off. It was just a terrible time to be in that situation. Now, the Pac-12 did not help themselves at all. I wonder if they maybe should have expanded before they got to that point. That's not the route they chose. And it just, <laughs> it just did not work out for them at all. Talking with Doug Haller from The Athletic. Okay, let's kind of get to the local side of things here. Uh, Let's start with ASU. First-year ASU football coach Kenny Dillingham. Uh, He's certainly been gung-ho about returning home to coach the Sun Devils, returning home for him. Uh, Do you think his enthusiasm has wavered uh, any with the switch to the Big 12? Not not at all. I mean, at least I'm not out there every day, but not from the comments that I've heard. In fact, I don't know if I've heard, and I haven't listened to every Pac-12 coach, but of the coaches leaving, uh, there hasn't been a lot of like remorse or sadness for <laughs> for the for the uh, crumbling Pac-12. It's been a lot of uh, we're you know full for or full throttle ahead. We're going to go through this season, but we're really excited about the Big 12. I think if you would ask the athletic department members, the um, the football coaches, I think they were completely honest. I think they would tell you that we had to do this. There's no 
there, there was no other option. And in fact, in some of my reporting for all this went down, it was interesting, Bob. The people I talked to on the athletic department side, uh, who admittedly said that they're, they're not, they don't know all the details, and, and this was really tight-lipped at the highest level of, of higher education, um, the athletic department people unanimously, from the ones I talked to, said we have to do it. The higher up you went, and those people were harder to, to get and to find to comment, um, even on background or whatever, they, they were a little bit more, let's see how this goes. But I, I think just about, in my, from my reporting, um, all the athletic department people were like saying, hey, we have no choice. We have to make this move. Okay, so you mentioned the L.A. market, obviously, for TV reasons. Also, it's a big recruiting base. So after moving to the Big 12, how does ASU's recruiting approach uh, change uh, with football and basketball specifically? Well, with football, I, I think, I mean, Kenny Dillingham mentioned this, and you can look at the commitments that they've uh, secured um, since his arrival. They've been recruiting Texas pretty well. So um, whether or not that was part of the strategy, he said it was, you know, thinking that one day we might be in the Big 12. Uh, if, it, if that were the case, that's smart. But I think they'll be fine there. Um, historically, ASU has been at its best when it's recruited California well and had a presence there. So I don't think it would be smart to kind of just ignore California, but you still need to have a presence there. Basketball is kind of weird uh, in that, you know, I think – it's more of a national thing, especially, you know, the transfer portal. You know, you could take four or five transfer guys in a year and, and pretty much overhaul your roster. So I'm not sure uh, how much Bobby Hurley or anybody's recruiting strategy would change in basketball. Um, obviously, you just kind of go out there. Since you're, you're only getting uh, a smaller number of guys, you just go out and get the best guys you can, regardless of where they're from. Okay, so speaking of Hurley, I mean, they've issues been recently in what I would call a top-heavy Pac-12. They go to the Big 12, which I think has been college basketball's best conference in at least two or three years, maybe even a little longer than that. So what's this, mean for Hur- what's this mean for Hurley and the basketball program? Well, yeah, uh, the Big 12 is monster in basketball, and, uh, you know, ASU has had some – some luck going into the Big 12. Everyone remembers going into Lawrence and beating Kansas, one of the, the more exciting games and probably the biggest victory that I covered on the ASU beat. Uh, certainly a game that I'll always remember. Um, and then beat Kansas when they came back. So they feel they can compete, but you know, doing that on a weekly basis against some of those schools will be difficult. It, you know, I, I feel like that is probably – you know, a, a question mark and a concern, like how will Arizona State basketball, who's been traditionally, uh, with with some exceptions, been kind of a mid-level Pac-12 program, and now you're going to a conference that's a little bit stronger from top to bottom. How are they going to compete? Uh, I think they were going to have to, and, and it might raise their profile, too, being in the Big 12. They might get uh, in on some creeps they otherwise wouldn't have. I don't know about that. But uh, I think <laughs> I think it's going to be, it could be, a, it's going to be a challenging transition, I would say. You mentioned the U of A. Uh, it seems as if, uh, you know, from afar, on my you know, point of view here, uh, that they've been more enthused about moving for a while. Uh, yeah. So is that primary because the U of A is a, quote, basketball school and joining the Big 12, a basketball conference? Well, I think that's part of it. Uh, I mean, that's their one, you know, trump card, right? Uh, you know, the football program is still, I mean, it's it's been among the, the worst in the country the last few years, and Jed Fish has done uh, a really good job of, of 
positioning them to make the next the, the next step, which would be bowl eligibility. It'll be interesting to see if, if that happens this year. But you know, basketball is 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 their trump card, and now they're joining a conference where they can form rivalries with Kansas, you know, with Baylor, uh, with some really really strong basketball schools. I think that's something that uh, is not only good for them, but it's good for the for the Big Twelve as well. Um, so yeah, I think I think that'll be good for them. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It seemed like to me, and that's why I, I kind of questioned whether ASU and U of A were kind of together, and the Board of mm-hmm. Regents wanted to keep them together. It's just because, you know, to me, it seemed like they were they were going to go regardless, even if it was against the Board of Regents' wishes. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but it seems like just from what everyone has said, the intel that I've gathered, it seemed like they were they were they were ahead of ASU on saying, "Hey, let's go." And it would have been interesting to see if ASU said. Or if Oregon and Washington would have decided to stay, ASU stays, what U of A would have done. All right, so this is the final year of the conference uh, configuration as we know it. So is this going to be a, kind of a nostalgia fest or kind of a good riddance farewell? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more uh, on the nostalgia side. I, I've already been starting to think about that, about you know, final road trips and, and, and games that you have to highlight, moments that you have to go back and, you know, I know a lot of people have already written the the, the Pac-12 obituary. Um, I wasn't convinced that was going to, you know, the Pac-12 was going to completely go away. But now with the the news about Cal and Stanford, um, I don't I don't see how it survives. Which 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 is amazing to me. I mean, it's just if you just think about it, it's just mind blowing how you know where we were at Pac-12 Media Day uh, not even a month ago, and you know everything that unfolded there. And there may not even be. Right now, it looks like there probably won't be a Pac-12 media day next year. It, it's amazing. It's sad. Um, it's the way of college sports these days. And it's kind of a runaway train, and no one really seems to know where it's going, uh, which is troubling. Um, but no one, I mean, the, you know, everyone said, you know, Robert Robbins at U of A said it. Michael Crow has said it. Yeah, there's concern about it. Well, <laughs> no one's doing anything about it, so it's just going to continue. But it's going to be an interesting season, and there will be a lot of, like, laughs. This is the last time ASU does this. This will be the last time UVA goes here. Yeah. Um, so it, it will be uh, – I'm looking forward to kind of to doing the stories behind it. So what, what happens here? Is, uh, you know, Oregon State and Washington State like, – excuse me, Oregon State and Washington State, yeah. Oregon State and Washington State, do they join, like, the Mountain West? How's, how do you think this works or doesn't work or – Ends up is a better way to put that. Yeah, that seems to kind of be, you know, the leading thought at this time. But, you know, I, I still think that there's probably some things that we don't know about that yet. Um, you know, is it possible that the Big 12 decides to bring them in? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, right now it does look like the Mountain West would probably be the where they end up. But I, it's interesting for in Oregon State's case because you know they're a top twenty-five school. John Smith has them, you know, on the rise, you know, and it's already been yeah. written like, you know, if you're going to cheer for a Pac-12 school this year, cheer for the Beavers because, um, you know, they're the one of the schools left out of all this, and yet, you know, they, ha- you know, they're going to have a good team. They're going to be worth watching. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that that's the unfortunate part of it. Um, you know, <laughs> they were always kind of. I always enjoyed going to Corvallis. I just, I thought it was a fun trip. I think it was real pretty there uh, in the fall. Washington State, not so much. But uh, that's the realignment. That's the realignment game. Is that you know, for all the winners going to bigger conferences, bigger, bigger paydays, there's always a few schools left behind. 
Yeah, crazy as it sounds, I don't think it's nuts that Oregon State actually wins the Pac-12 in football this year. I like their team. When, when Oregon State, I mean, it's, Oregon State plays kind of the brand of football that's fun to watch. You appreciate it. Um, you know, and you know it's never been easy for them. You know, they're not, uh, I don't know what their NIL collective situation is, but, you know, I probably would guess they're, they're not competing uh, for every kid or winning uh, yeah. any sort of NIL deal with against you know kids that Oregon's recruiting. So it's kind of a it's a good story. If they it will be a great story if they do win. If they do end up with an tackle with everything that's happened. What a wonderful thing player development is once you actually get them into your school. <laughs> <laughs> Not only get them but keep them. I mean that that's the big part now. I mean player yeah, that's true. Player development is kind of almost in danger because once you get them. You know, player development turns to just one season because you just don't know what's going to happen uh, in the off season and you know what what kids might do these days. That's also very true. All right, Doug. Thanks. Never a dull moment, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. Doug Haller from the Athletic.